Good morning, everyone. Uh, this morning's Bible reading is an Advent reading from Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil her promises to her. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extend to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm, he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. My name is Ben. I'll be speaking to us today. Uh, this is a rather exciting service for me. I finally get to see what happens here after the kids' spot. Now, as I was reading uh, that passage, as I was preparing this sermon, uh, a question popped into my mind, and that is, what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? Is it having lots of money? Is it having good health and a long life? Is it having a clean house and obedient children? And so, like everyone of my generation, in order to answer this question, I turned to Facebook. I wanted to see what Facebook had to say. And as I was looking, I saw these things that stood out to me. One person said that they were blessed because they were able to find an Audi special buy. These things do go very quickly. One person said they were blessed because they got a toy modelled after them and given their name. And one person was blessed because they managed to find a pair of shoes with red laces. They were very excited about these shoes. Now, these things are great. These things are good things that should be celebrated. But are they really what it means to be blessed? Well, here in our passage today from Luke, we get to see two women. Two women who talk about being blessed and who have been blessed by God. And as we hear their stories and see what they have to say, we're going to get a glimpse into what it means to be truly blessed and how we can live a blessed life. So please join with me as we pray. And then we'll jump in to see what Mary and Elizabeth have to teach us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and for your word. 
and pray that you might teach us from it this morning, that by your Holy Spirit you may help us to learn what you have to say so that we can go away from here loving you more and equipped to serve you. Amen. So the first person we meet in our story is Elizabeth. Luke's already told us a little bit about Elizabeth's story. She is a woman who was unable to have children, but then suddenly, by the grace of God, God miraculously allowed her to have a child. And not just any child, this child was going to be the one who would prepare the way for God's chosen king. She's a pretty special person. But then Mary comes along and Elizabeth gets a little bit starstruck. Suddenly she says, why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Elizabeth thinks she's blessed because she gets to meet Mary. And then she goes on to tell us that Mary is blessed. Verse 45 says, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promise to her. And this is our first indication of what it means to be blessed. Being blessed means believing that God will be faithful to his promises to us. It means trusting when everything is difficult. It means knowing that despite what circumstances may tell us, God will still be faithful. It means knowing that God is still in control, even when everything about our life at the moment says that nothing's in control, it's all haywire. It means trusting that Jesus has done everything required to bring us back to God and not believing the lies that we get told that we have to earn it, that somehow we don't deserve God's love. It means trusting God no matter what's going on. Because when you think about it, there's nothing particular about Mary's situation that would suggest that she's blessed. I mean, yes, Mary has the opportunity to give birth to God the Son, but that has meant for her quite a bit of shame and derision. She's a teenage girl who's not married and is now pregnant. She knows this child is from God, but you can guarantee that very few people in her village believed her when she said that story. In fact, we know that Joseph didn't even believe her. Joseph was ready to divorce her, to get rid of her, until an angel came and said, Joseph, listen to Mary, she's telling the truth. And if her fiancé didn't believe her, well, nobody else was going to. This is why I think that she's run to Elizabeth. I think she's come there because she's come to the one person who will believe her story and give her support. But despite all that, she is still blessed because she is trusting that despite all these hardships, God is using this for the good of his people and to do amazing things, not only for her, but for the entire world. Unfortunately for Mary, things are about to get a lot harder. Caesar is going to issue a decree that means that she is going to have to pack up and head to Bethlehem. When she gets there, she's going to find that there's no bed for her and she's going to be shoved in with the animals in the stable and have to give birth there. But despite these hardships, she is blessed because she is able to trust that God is working something amazing through a situation that looks like it can't be redeemed. So to be blessed means to trust. It means to trust God and to know that he will fulfill all his promises to us, no matter what external circumstances may tell us. But Mary, she has the opportunity. She gets to speak and respond to what Elizabeth has said. 
And that tells us something more about what it means to be blessed. See, Elizabeth greets Mary and says, How highly favoured are you? How great are you? Now Mary responds and she says, Yep, I'm awesome. I'm really great. Look at how good I am. No, she doesn't say that. She says, From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. The rest of Mary's song isn't focused on her at all. It's focused on God. He has done mighty things. He has shown mercy. He has been faithful. He, 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 he. It's all about God. And Mary shows us what it means to be blessed. To be blessed means to have God do something for you, whether you deserve it or not. Mary did nothing to earn the right to be the mother of God the Son. Mary didn't deserve to have God's favour. She is blessed because God has done it for her. And she reflects that in her song. And that's what it means for us to be blessed, not to have earned what God has given us, not to have deserved the things that we have, but to have been given them by God, whether we deserve it or not. Now, Mary says that God has been faithful, that he has done mighty things. She speaks about these things as if they've already happened in the past tense. But in fact, she's actually pointing forward to the things that Jesus will do. She speaks about it in the past tense because this is something that the Old Testament prophets often did. You can be 200% sure that when God says he's going to do something, that he will do it. So you may as well talk about it as if it's already happened. Mary talks about these things as if they've already happened because God has said they will, and you can trust that. But what has God said will happen? What has God promised? What is Mary seeing in this unborn child? Well, that story starts in Genesis. Way back in Genesis, people rejected God. We said to our Creator, we don't want to live your way. We want to be the kings of our own lives. And that decision severed the relationship between us and God and deserved condemnation and wrath. But since then, God has been working tirelessly to repair that relationship, to bring us back to himself. And so, he chose Abraham and said, one day all the world will be blessed because of one of your descendants. He took Israel out of Egypt and said to them, I will fix the relationship between you and me, and I will live with you as your God. He said to David and took him aside and said, one of your children will reign forever as a king full of truth, justice, and mercy. And here, in the womb of Mary, we see the start of the fulfillment of all those promises. This child that Mary will bear, Jesus, will be the one who will bless the world. He is the true king in the line of David who will rule with truth, justice, and mercy. And by his death and resurrection, he will show us that the way to God has been fixed. The penalty we deserved for abandoning God has been paid. The way has been opened to come to God no longer as his enemies, but as his beloved sons and daughters. And we didn't do anything to deserve this right. 
we don't work our way into proving that we can call God our Father. There is nothing that we can do, but Jesus has done everything for us so that we can call God Father. And that is what it means to be blessed. Yes, God may choose to give us many good things. He may choose to give us wealth, health, a great sunny day for our carols and the rain holding off until right at the right moment. But ultimately, we are blessed because of what God has done for us, not because of anything we have done to deserve it. As we're going through that reading, you're probably nodding along. It's a very positive song and it's a good thing until, of course, we get to verses 51 and 53 when things get a little bit strange. In verse 51, Mary says that God has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. Verse 53, he has sent the rich away empty. And suddenly we're forced to ask ourselves, am I the rich? Am I the proud? Will I be scattered? Will I be sent away empty? All too often when we read these verses, we skip over them going, nah, surely they're talking about someone else. But if, they're not, if we're not careful, they could be talking about us. God has given us many, many good things. And when we start focusing on the things that God has given us and forget the God who gave them to us, we run the risk of becoming the rich and the proud. One of the people I was reading in preparation for this sermon said, the only people that God sends away empty are those who are full of themselves. We become the rich and the proud when we forget that we depend on God for everything. When we think that we have earned the stuff that we have, when we think that we deserve it, when we ignore God thinking we can do it by ourselves. No, God chooses to bless us not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. And we avoid becoming the rich and the proud by remembering the person who gave us everything we have. This is why at Christmas we make sure that our children say thank you to the people who give them gifts. We work pretty hard at that because the gift, gifts at Christmas aren't actually about the gifts. They're about the person who gave it to you, saying something to you. And so it's proper that you acknowledge the person who gave you the gift. To be blessed means to recognize everything that God has done for you and to trust that he will continue to do what you need, he need, you need him to do. It's to trust that Jesus has done everything to bring us back to God. And the more we trust, the more God will help us. The more we trust through difficult circumstances, the more we will see how God is using them to bring about great things for us and for his people. This time of year is the time of year when I start receiving lots and lots of Christmas newsletters from my various friends and family. And as much as I like hearing about everything that they've done, after a while, all these Christmas newsletters start reading the same. I did this today. I got this job. My children got these awards at the presentation ceremony. We went on this great holiday. It's all about them. Very rarely do I get to read one that says, this is what God has done for me. This is how God has grown me and changed me and helped me through a difficult situation. And so our challenge 
this year at Christmas, if we want it to be a truly blessed Christmas, is to point people to God and say, this year, this is what God has done for me. This is how God has looked after me. This is how he has grown me. Our challenge is to make Christmas about God rather than about ourselves. And this is a difficult thing. Normally, the moment we bring up God, people will start ignoring us. Our family will dismiss us as, oh, that's just the overly religious one. Our friends will start tuning out and stop talking to us. But these are the things we need to put up with. And as we do, God will bring about good things. As we point to him more and more, he will ensure that we have the strength to put up with the shame that comes along with pointing people to God. That's what Mary had to put up with. She had to flee her village and stay with Elizabeth to avoid their stares and gossip. And yet despite that, with the perseverance that God gave her, she was able to bring God's son into the world. And God used that for the salvation of everyone who would believe. So this Christmas, let's make it about God, not about ourselves. Let's face the stares and the derision of our family and friends as we do so and know that God will use those conversations for his glory. And in his mercy, he may even give us a chance to bring our friends to faith, to invite them to church, to invite them to our summer series and to open the door for many, many more conversations to happen. What does it mean to be blessed? Being blessed means trusting that despite all circumstances, God will be faithful to his promises. It means knowing that everything we have comes from him. And despite what we deserve, because of what Jesus has done for us, we now can call God Father. Being blessed means remembering God, the one who has given us everything. Please join with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and we thank you that you, you have done all that is required to fix our relationship with you. And we pray that you will help us this Christmas to point our friends and family to you and not to ourselves and that you may give us, to, give us the strength to endure the trials that will come. Amen.